All right, guys, we are back talking with Joe. We are so excited that he came back on the podcast. Um, we have multiple uh, episodes with him. He was gracious, gracious, man, I can't talk right now, gracious enough to join us. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into this episode. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. So patient, going back to the video games though. So we had an older patient who's being evaled, and so it was the first time in, um, so we didn't really know too much about her, but she was talking about like, she's like, oh yeah, my mom found like an old uh, Sega Genesis game. And so she goes, so we pulled it Jeez, out and she goes, you know, you know what I did first and it just brought me back and she goes, I did the blow. And we were like, oh man, like the good old times. And we had a younger um, student or a younger one. She just graduated high school. And I was like, by any chance, do you have any idea what we're talking about? And she goes, no. And I was like, all of us were like, oh, we're so old. And we're like, I was like, so back in my day when we played video games, there's an actual cartridge the, about this. It was a cure-all. You just blow into it. Just... And I was like, and then and it, it would, would collect dust. And then if it would read, you'd have to give it a good, like, you try to get the good one. You get, you got to yeah. get the good one timer in. Uh, and then shove that thing in. And then we were talking, we were uh, laughing about it because I was like, do you know how to play solitaire? Cause I had to teach the other day or about a month ago. I taught one of our bikes have solitaire on it, which is kind of cool. Your and bike? I actually, okay. yeah, I know they're the, the cool fancy little bikes. So it has solitaire on it. And so I, one of my patients actually told me that it was on there and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And so I taught one of our younger patients how to play solitaire. So every time she'd come in and she'd start biking, she would uh she would play solitaire and I asked her, I was like, Do you know how to play solitaire? And she goes, What's that? And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's all we had back in my day. Back yeah, in my and then day when you the won computer. it, like you'd watch it bounce every <laughs> all, all the cards, yeah. It would do the little to yeah, the whole like, entire oh, screen. Missed, missed a spot. Ken, do you know what you this is like? <laughs> I do. Yeah. That corner, that yeah. little corner that but, would always and then get start left. all over and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, is that is that like is that like dual dual task training if they're like on like is it a stationary bicycle or is it recumbent it's just a, yeah so you gotta like keep your just like, wait is it one card draw three card draw what are, we, what are we talking here you can pick there's like multiple different ones they can they can choose there's also virtual scenes just... like my, a lot of my patients when they're on the treadmill they pick a virtual scene and they go walking somewhere right, um, some it's also you, you got there oh yeah with the with the bike, you could tap it at the bike in the treadmill, not our UB or our stepper, but the bike in the treadmill, you could tap your iWatch or your smartwatch in general up to it, and it will automatically connect to your watch and count your calories and steps. So I was going to say, you guys are fancy as fuck over there. Like, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, we were like, over here all I'm bougie like, and stuff. I'm like, Joe, what, what do you, what like, do you got? I was like, I got a bike that's donated from a, a deceased patient that doesn't fit half of our patient population. Like, I'm afraid they're gonna fall fall off it. He's like, I got the bike one that goes under the stair, like under your desk. He goes, I got the, like I got the one where that's where I have to have a conversation with the patient to keep them motivated and whatnot to distract them what they're actually doing, you know. But, <laughs> No. <laughs> I did tell my patients though that I was gonna hook the the bikes up to a TV and then put it above them 
And then in order for them to want the TV on, they have to, you know, pedal fast enough or step fast enough. Power the <laughs> we TV did think about something like that. I, like, <laughs> I forgot what it was. Power for it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure it was so a TV. Our, our biggest issue in our clinic is not so much what do you need or what do you want. It's more of we don't have wall space. <laughs> That's our big issue. We're we're looking at moving one of our big machines around so that well, we if you guys like space. are donating, like got... you want to donate some like machinery, like seriously, <laughs> like yeah. I, uh, I would say yes, but how, we're how only, would we you know, we'll pay, we'll pay for just, like overnight freight? Just I'm serious. Like, I was about to say I'm no no no. I'm hearing Joe needs to come out on a business trip to shop. to Vegas. Just, just I'll come out to Vegas just to come out to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, saw, I, I don't need much of an excuse. Just let me least. know. <laughs> I was trying to get purely you purely business trip. Business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you come out this Saturday, we got a fun yeah, parade going on. Yeah, is it for uh, what kind of parade well, you guys got going? We got that oh, Stanley yeah. Cup parade. Ooh, ooh. So I mean, team, but guys, it's it's gonna be a weird time warp because by the time this episode comes out, mm. we already attended the parade. That's unless we put this one out on Friday. But we started a, we started with a part three. Then it's just gonna it's gonna know. be like a weird Star Wars. We're starting <laughs> in the middle type hey, of deal. Hey, nah. It just doesn't, Back to doesn't the make any type sense. Thing. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're doing. Speaking of Star Wars, though, <clears throat> we had a patient. Yeah, so we have one TV in our clinic and. Um, while actually my PT was gone, we hooked up my Disney Plus because we were tired of watching ESPN because there was nothing on ESPN. So we hooked up my Disney Plus and um, it was after lunch and a patient came in and he, he, he was post-op and you can tell he's just grouchy and he's just not wanting to do anything. And he had a Star Wars t-shirt on and I was like, oh, we were just going to watch. Do you want to listen to music or do you want to listen? We're, we have Marvel on. Do you want to listen to one of the Marvel movies? And he goes, no, nah, I don't care. And I was like, I could put Star Wars on. And he goes, I can listen to Star Wars. And he perks up a little bit. And it's like, it's just him in the clinic and me working on him and our admin up front. And I was like, all right. Like, so he stuck on Star Wars. And let me tell you, like, he was so much more engaged about talking. Like, he was watching. Don't get me wrong. He was definitely watching the TV while doing his exercises. But guess what? Man was doing them and there you go. had no problem doing them. He was like, all right. I'll keep going. Sometimes you just find that one thing. Yeah. One thing that you're just like, that is Star Wars. That is critical thinking right there. That is motivate, motivating your patient (laughs) and giving, giving them some incentive to like be there and it's building rapport, you know, and enjoy it. So good on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They enjoy being there. Yeah. And so, well, and, he came back. Uh, I saw him yesterday. He came back and he was like, oh, so he goes, yeah, I just went on that marathon because he's like, oh, you guys are still on your Marvel one. I was like, yeah, we kind of go off and on. And because um, we've just had it playing with no sound. We usually have music. But um, he's like, yeah, I went home. I had a, a Star Wars Marvel marathon. And I was like, it was after the last time See, I put it on. You, was, yeah, you yeah. Uh, kickstarted that. <laughs> See what like, you did. It was. And I was like, we uh, I just, knew it. <laughs> but he, again, we had a good report with him just even coming back. And again, he wasn't feeling great. He's he's in a sling. Yeah. He's two and a half weeks out. Like, 
poor man's got upper trap, like just tightness and it's just aches from not moving and he's not allowed to move because he had a massive rotator cuff and poor guy's just in pain. Like he's in that post-op pain and, you know, came in and we just started talking about things right off the bat again, uh, based off of his last session. And, you know, that was, those little things, as much as they seem silly sometimes, oh, yeah. they can make a huge difference. Are you, uh, does he have restrictions to oh. 90 for passive range of motion or are you taking them full? Uh, he can't even get to 90 right now. He's so tender. Yeah. He's, uh, mm, maybe flexion. He can get to 90, but everything else he's, he's below 90 right now. He just, I got, I got to give him, um, some cane exercises. So we wanted to start him light. Um, so he got to do a little bit of 20 degrees of, uh, abduction and scoption. And then we did some flexion. And supine. Yeah. Because it was 20 degrees, he wasn't going any higher. He did standing because he preferred to stand. He gets mm-hmm. uncomfortable supine. It's just, just seeing Joe just kind of like nod with his glasses. I know. Just He's like, it's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, like, right your expression is just so hard to like read. You're just, yeah, I really just nodding like your head. You got the, got the glasses on. <laughs> you, you don't know if I'm sleeping or actually like a part of the conversation. I really, I know, yeah, I can't, right? really can't no. tell. I mean, I'm like, man, I'm wearing his uh, sunglasses indoors. From what I can tell, well, it's I got the blackout there. So yeah, I got the blackout. <laughs> I'm sure you going, can't. So I can't even say. I should probably like. <laughs> you know, Ken, he was saying <laughs> he was yeah, falling asleep. <laughs> he could be sleeping right now. We wouldn't be able to tell. I was about to say he was prior. To, remember, he was like, "Yeah, I had to have some coffee. I was starting to get real tired." You know, nah, you that's why he like, put yeah, the shade on. Go. Okay. <laughs> Take I'll little naps you. in between our. Getting older here. No. Oh yeah. Oh dude, I'm the oldest one in my clinic. Yeah. My PT's younger than me. Our admin's younger than me, and I'm like, frick, I'm not that old, but man, I feel yeah. old sometimes. That's doing like, yeah. And then all my patients are like, you're not old, and I'm like, mm, tell the rest of my body that that's broken. That's not old. I feel age like is I'm just a struggling. number. I tell. Yeah, unless you're Laura. Tell all my patients that it's like gotta keep moving. Well, it isn't just a number. I break down a lot mm. sooner than the normal. You're the exception <laughs> to the rule. You know, when I started, oh yeah, oh, I yeah. started going to physical therapy yeah. when I was nine. I was nine years old the first time I went to physical therapy. Mm. My mom's also a PTA too, but I had um, I don't know if they changed the term, but I had what was called Severs disease, where one side of your body grows faster than the other. So I was having a lot of pain from compensating. Um, then I was a competitive swimmer. So after that, around 11, I went back in because I had bicep tendonitis and bilateral shoulder with uh, right shoulder impingement. Then I had posterior impingement too. Then I had my first knee surgery when I was a junior in high school. Then again, a junior in college yeah it was junior year junior year in college then I had back issues going through college and then it translated into when I was in PT school it got really bad that's how I found my love for dry needling actually I'm a big fan of that um then after that I started working had my first Achilles surgery then my second and now my third you know I'm just a hot mess of joy so I get to call myself old (laughs) Oh, and then all my knees are just shot at this point, too. 
But I will say, like, the one thing, like, I love about actually kind of having all these injuries, like, I relate to my patients so much. So that way when, like, they come in and they're just, like, almost, like, give you the you-don't-get-it attitude, I can be like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Guess what? I get it. And then I kind of explain and then they're kind of like, oh, you do get it. You really do get it. That or when they're trying to have a hard time of, like, explaining you know, how it feels, but I've felt so much because of the fact that I've had so many different injuries and it's presented so many different ways. I'm like, it's kind of like a sharp burning needle stabbing pain as it twists in and then kind of goes to the side, huh? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) And so like, you can describe like the weird things like that. A patient's like, I don't know how to describe it. And I'm like, like this. I got you. I got you. Like this. Yeah, how how? And I was like, I got you, I got you covered. <laughs> I'm like, I've just been in yeah. this job for a long time. I like to. <laughs> I mean, Joe still got us both beat, yeah, put together. A <laughs> really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes too long. <laughs> just too a long. smidgen. Yeah. All right. Well, do I get to count all the years I get to watch my mom be in it? Like, not I'm the same. With all that. Once you're once you're in it, you're in it. Not the same. It once is you're not. In it, you're in it, but yeah. Um, so my mom used to do private home health, like a PT would evaluate them and then they would send her out and she would do it kind of like off to the side, like a private practice okay. um, and they would pay out of pocket. And so we would become like, she was working with one guy who literally we became so close with their family. And so we would, my, we were homeschooled for most of, surprisingly, okay. I was homeschooled for most of my life until high school. But um, occasionally they would just be like, oh, bring the kids or my mom would bring us or something like that. And they wouldn't care. Like, again, we kind of at that point grew up with them. And so my mom was doing he was a he had a tumor. He was younger. Um, He was like in his early 20s, I think, when they found the tumor, they went in to remove it. Doc messed up, hit the uh, brain stem and he bled out or bled. So then he had a stroke, and then that led to, you know, multiple Yeah, you said blood out, and I assume, immediately yeah. assumed he, he Well, passed. sorry, yeah. No, he didn't pass. He, he, bled, he bled into his brain. Like, he hit the brain stem, and he bled into there, and then he had a stroke, and then there's just a bunch of complications. So he was nonverbal, cognitively, like, not always there, but, like, the only good thing that, or the only thing that really worked was, like, his right arm. Everything else had like a lot of complications, but we used to go over there all the time. So my mom was doing um, neuro re-ed with him um, with the TENS unit and so, or e-stem unit. So she's like, oh, Lord, do you, and like, this is when I was younger. She goes, do you want to try it? And I was like, sure, it looks cool. So she puts two pads onto my wrist and, you know, she's getting my wrist flexor, flexion going and we're doing it. And my mom's like, okay, I'm going to turn it off. And so. She goes to turn it off and she's talking and instead of turning it off, oh, yeah. she turns it full power. And that thing just goes up and I was like, mom, mom. Your bicep tendon was like, bink. Luckily, <laughs> 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 no, but like Time to everything. Fire. <laughs> I will tell you like, you know, we always joke about like, oh, try to fight it. You can't fight it. And like, you know, when you're in school and you're playing around with it and you know, you're like, oh, look, I can beat it. And. And stuff like that. But let me tell you, when that thing is at full blast, those little handheld units, there is nothing I was doing to get those muscles yeah. to come back down. I could not get them to not contract for the life of me. They were firing yeah. on all. 
I was like, I think that was the strongest I ever was. When you like to rewind, <laughs> when you said like they nicked his brainstem and he's like, he bled out, it kind of my mind went to the, have <laughs> you seen the movie Hot Rod? Where he's talking about his dad. He's like, had this horrific mm. motorcycle accident. He's like, he died instantly the next day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what happened? It's like, this whole <laughs> Well, I realized like, I was thinking like he bled out of his brainstem yeah, yeah. was my no, thought process, you. but like I just said bled out. And then I was like, the moment I said it too, I saw kind of both of your faces. Yeah, he, he's like, gone. Oh. He's gone. <laughs> Wrong term. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. I'm like, all right, well, well that was it. <laughs> Wrong term there, but you know. Uh, but yeah, no, he was he was a super nice guy, but like there was definitely times like, and that's the thing you have to deal with, like with some of the cognitive stuff. Like we were younger and he knew we were younger. Like we were like little at the time. At that point, my mom, my mom, we literally were family with this family. Um, like he was like an older brother in a way. Um, my sister would go there, we cook, we watch shows, like we just hang out while my mom was technically treating him. And, um, you know, there's times where he would kick in and, you know, the developmental delay that he had would, you know, come through or the cognitive issues would come through because he'd spell something. And as we got, got to know him, we learned how to spell sign language and you're just like, okay, you're spelling boobies. Like, Yeah. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> okay, bye, mom. <laughs> like, and go into the other room. And that's just something, like, unfortunately, like, you have to deal with where, like, you know it's not appropriate, but, like, at the same time, you can't fault them because development-wise, they don't know better. They don't know, like, they don't know how to turn, yeah. they can't turn it off sometimes. So it's that awkward, just like, okay, we're just yeah, going to ignore it. Maybe say, like, Depending on where it affects the brain, that was all. I that stuff always fascinated me in school, and it still does now. But like, just like it is, the more and more they learn about, you know, the inappropriateness or the delayed response. Like Mm -hmm. that was the first time I worked with a stroke patient in clinicals. It was interesting to like just wait for the response like you could ask him questions but the person could be like it would be like you could clearly time it it'd be like give them 60 seconds and they'll actually respond to you but most people they don't understand that that's the process of what happened you know physiologically and so they would just like not give the person time rush them and just like it was kind of sad but like as physical therapist or you know working the rehab world we get that time to spend with a patient and then you can really like kind of make that impact but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's bizarre it's terrifies me i hope i never have anything so happen with my brain like no no strokes no no strokes I oh yeah like we have luck. one patient right now I'm crazy where, as it is so good luck um, if I, if I lose part of it um, for our patient like one pt did the eval and then he let us know like all right well cognitively he's not fully aware and he has to same thing like kind of process what you said um he's very nonverbal, so he understands what you're yeah. saying but he might not respond so he mainly took this patient on because he already did the eval he was working with him and then our other pt works with him and he's all like what, what are you talking about he he talks to me all the time so now we have this like conflicting like approaches where one pt says more like uh, like autism nonverbal, understands what you're saying but just won't really talk back while the other pt is like no he talks back we have we've had conversations like granted it's not like full 
conversations that you would expect, but definitely yeah. more than what he made it seem to be. To this day, I still haven't worked with that patient, so I don't really know. But just seeing <laughs> like that difference of almost like personality between mm-hmm. how the PTs approach with the patient, maybe it's their approach, maybe how he Sometimes feels with they them. Just get along better. But patients can be different with depending on who yeah. they're working with. So yeah. I think that's always a learning sure. point. If you ever have down downtime, like I would go observe, like just kind of like hang out and see how the patient reacts with one person as opposed to other. Cause then you can kind of, you can pick up the demeanor of the treating provider too. You could be like, what's this one doing that the other one's not doing? Why is this person more receptive to this person mm-hmm. than this other person? And it's very interesting, but yeah, sometimes people's personalities do not, mesh well with patients I, i've had patients that do not oh, want to yeah. see me because they're just like you're more of like a strict straight to the point drill sergeant you know making me actually work and then i've had other patients that you know i have to tell them i was like you need yeah that i was like you like, need prefer. to see the pt like i can't i can only see you for so many visits and then you have to go see them and then you can come back but we're i work under his supervision and that's just how this works so yeah yeah no it's it's definitely like it i don't get it now as much honestly i don't know if it's that way or i've just never been told like there are certain people like we know prefer certain people in the clinic but they don't throw a hassle if they don't see one which is nice but we've had like when where me and ken work like literally we had straight up preferred like all the time and if they did not see that therapist like it was it was not fun. Like it was just, it could be a hassle and, and it's crazy. Cause sometimes it was like as simple as like, they wanted a deeper soft tissue work. And you're like, well, if you had let me know, like I can't adjust, but by all means, if you're going to be that picky, just go see that person. I don't care. I don't take it personally anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, whatever. If you don't I want me, I'm okay with that. That was something I definitely had to, that new grad hump mm-hmm. that you had to get over. Mm-hmm. Especially like the place where we used to work, like our volume was insane. We had 25 to 30 patients a day and yeah. you're bound to get patients where they prefer someone else or they only want to see somebody else. And being a new I grad, like you that. kind of, we talked about it too, like the whole mm-hmm. imposter syndrome too. Like, do you feel like you really mm-hmm. belong here? Like, do you think this is for you? And when you're a new grad working with that many patients, like you're exposed to so much volume, like it definitely can hit harder. So just it's one of those things that just takes time. Like as you start practicing more, your skills would develop. Like you have all the knowledge in school, but none of that translates into the experience that some of these PTs that you'll be working with. Like I'm still going through that now where um, one PT has been practicing for close to 10 years, the other one for like six or seven. So I'm nowhere near on their level as far as experience goes. So I'm still, like you said, like go observe them, go talk to them, see what they're doing, how their demeanor is. And you definitely will expedite your learning, expedite your skills that way. Because as a new grad, those things don't just come naturally. Like you have to, you have to go yeah. through some of the, the suck there. I'd say and you get gobble better. up as much continuing education as you can too. I mean, you're going to have to do that every, you know, one to two years, depending on your state. Um, but it does help tremendously during every COVID. Year. I probably went on a, a, Bender, yeah, I did like a hundred, hundred and twenty hours or something <laughs> like that. Oh, jeez, yeah. can I borrow some of those credits for yeah, uh, yeah. Know, my my license renewal coming up? <laughs> I was hoping to get to a BFR training 
this this coming up one um, that our clinic's putting on, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it because I don't think I can yeah. participate in it, which is a bummer. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting to see like you just start to learn different habits. Like I would say, like again, I work under a PT who's newer, and there are certain times like I hear her explain something, and I'm just like, yeah, you're like catching nope. on. Like, <laughs> you're you're being. Honest. I'm like, no, nah. or she does something different. Like how I was taught for chin tucks is some way people do retractions. And so it's just like, you just have to kind of figure it out and you might do things differently and that's okay. Like not everybody's going to say the same, but then there's also ones I've also been around lately and listening to, we have like a good amount of like pelvic floor people lately. And I listen to them, how they explain like abdominal bracing and I like it so much better. And like, I started stealing it straight up you'll start stealing things and it's like you're never too old to like learn like i love like the abdominal <laughs> bracing um one of our pts is like for women it's you're trying to put on a tight pair of pants squeeze together and you're trying to get that tight pair of pants on mm-hmm. so everything's coming nice and tight together she goes now if you're describing it to a guy pretend like you're about to be punched in the stomach real quick you're gonna tighten up for that punch and it's the same thing and it's like a lot of people then can comprehend those two some I still have to do the whole, like, oh, you're bringing that belly button into your spine. Like, everything's kind of coming close together. So you just have, like, different tools. And it's not saying that necessarily one's better than the other. Sometimes they are. But it all just depends yeah. on the patient you're working with, too. Um, do you have, like, a go-to saying that you guys always use, like, just to, like, kind of, like, either crack a joke? Like, for example, I'll give mine. Mine is when people complain about, like, nerves or nerve pain or they ask me about nerves and I go... Nerves are like toddlers. They can throw fits very easily and um, they don't know how to calm down and they don't know what they want and they don't know how long they're going to take a fit for. So they're like toddlers and every single patient's are like, oh yeah, it makes sense actually. Like they're like, I was like, there's a lot we know about nerves, but there's a lot we don't know and they just do their I, own uh, thing. And yeah, I, I don't can joke be fun. with patients. <laughs> I don't joke. Oh, I do. <laughs> this is a straight, oh, yeah, that's right. straight no, series. No, I, I do, but it's like, it's always like, <laughs> it's kind of fly by the seat of my pants like thing. I don't have any one thing that I, that I use with people to be honest. No, don't I don't have, have go-tos at all. Like one patient today was talking about how like he was getting a good workout in and whatnot. And he's like, Oh, he's really killing me today and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I started like in my brain, started explaining why he's doing this. And he's like, he's like, I was joking with you. He's like, I was just, he's like, I'm just, he's like, I'm just fucking with you. I was like, I know. And I'm ignoring you. <laughs> and he just laughed at me. Look, I, I completely yeah, understand yeah, that. No. But we're still doing this. Uh, so, so this is why we're still doing this. I was like, no, I, I get why. He's like, he's like, no, he's like, it's all good. I'm fine. I was like, I know you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, two patients who one was very advanced. He was literally getting ready to be discharged. Um, he was, he's a cop. And so like we were doing some very high function level, like he was doing BOSU uh, planks. He was doing like all these different lunch techniques. He was doing all these different lifting techniques. Like we were getting him ready mm-hmm. back to get onto the job. And I had a patient who was like a week post-op meniscus. So we're working on range of motion. So she's on the bed 
And so whenever like I give patients like the more intense exercises and the tougher ones, I always just call them the fun exercises. I'm like, yeah, you get the fun exercises today. And so I'm working on this patient and he goes, uh, and he, 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 we always joked around. He was like with us for a couple months because he had multiple surgeries. But so he, he literally like, I could be like, go get your TheraBand. We're going to do this. Yeah. He knew where everything was in the clinic. It was great. Um, and so I was like, are you having fun over there? Are you doing those fun exercises? And my one patient, she was athletic too. And she's like, how come he gets all the, those ones? And I was like, yeah, he just gets the fun ones right now. You know, he's, he's on that fun program. And she goes, oh, you're saying I'm not fun? And he goes, that's what I heard. I heard she said you weren't fun. And she goes, oh, that's just me. Why you got to call me non-fun? And I was like, oh, my gosh, you two. And so the two of You're them backfired. are going at it. Yeah, it's backfiring on me. And I was like, I hate you both right now. And I was like, the two of you are not allowed to be booked together. I'm going to make that a rule now. And so, like, the two of them are just ragging on me. And at first, my PT's kind of like a, a sharpshooter, too. Like, well, she, like, she just gets concerned easily. Like, it's not even that she doesn't joke around or anything like that. She's fun. But she, like, if she hears something and she doesn't fully get the context, she can get a little nervous. And so she hears them ragging on me and about like, oh, I can't believe she called us that or she called me boring and da 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 and So like I saw her concern and I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, they are messing with me. And then like later I told her and she goes, oh, okay, good. Cause like, yeah, I heard half of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Do I need to, you know, do I need to intervene? Comment? Like, do I need to intervene? Like, and I was like, no, the two of them yeah. just were being brats. <laughs> I was like, I literally told him, I was like, you know what? That's the last time I call your exercises fun. I say fun just to be nice. They're really just the hard exercises. Yeah, I had a, a patient <laughs> so. like the other week where, you know, he's just like trying to teach him to stand up and not be fearful. And I like, I was like, you know, very mm-hmm. serious a little bit, you know, we can tell that they're fearful, you know, um, a fallen. And it's just like, what you're going to do is like, you can grab onto me for this. We just want to get you standing up. I was like, you can grab my forearms. You can grab like my waist. I was like, you can even grab my ass if you want to. And she just, she just kind of like looked at me as like, <laughs> and kind of like smiled. I was like, it's fine. My wife said it's okay. I was like, but you can't grab behind my neck. I was like, you cannot grab behind my neck. That's the oh, only yeah. thing off limits. <laughs> and she just, no, she no, just kind of like, what, you know, let up a little, blushing a little bit and whatnot. But I was like, yeah, no, I try to, I try to be pretty lighthearted for the most part when I can, you know. But I still, I mean, I still make people work. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean it's got to come anyways. They have to. My, I was getting evaled, so I went in on a Saturday, and two of our our regional PT was covering for a Saturday at our location. And then our multi-center director was manager was covering at that clinic too. So they, cause this was when my PT was gone. So they wanted to open up a Saturday, which is amazing. They didn't require me to come in on a Saturday. They actually took it upon themselves and said, Hey, we'll open it up. And then, you know, if more people come like, great, we'll, we'll give that up. So I was like, okay, well, I actually need to get evaled and start my PT on my foot. So I went in as a patient that day. One of my patients that I work with a lot, and she was very feel- fearful when she first came in. Every single movement, she was so scared of doing something new. And she's come so far, and she was doing, like, the last day I saw her, she got flared up from her last episode because they went a little too hard. So, like, I got her to come back down. And so I hadn't seen her since then. 
And she was, she came in and I was like, oh, you look great. Like everything looks good. And she goes, oh yeah, I feel so much better. Everything's feeling better. I'm like, I'm so glad because like you were hurting so much. And then she starts talking to our regional PT and she's like, oh yeah, Laura and Jamie are competing for bad cop, bad cop. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Vicky, you make this sound so bad. But like, she means it in the most like endearing way. And I know it, but I'm just like. Thank goodness these two guys are not like hardcore serious and they've been around the field for so long because they're neither of them are taking that as like Laura's actually beating you up or Laura's being mean to you or any of that. I kind thought of stuff. about like you were auditioning um, so for like a show so in funny. Vegas or something. <laughs> that's where my that's like where Right. <laughs> Apparently like, I come, should. Come see me at my other job here. No. Well, she would always be like she's like one weekends. Our other PT at the time, her name was Jamie too, uh, Jamie there. And so she was, uh, she's like, you and Jamie, uh, she goes, you guys are, I can't figure out who's a good cop. This is one day she comes in. She goes, I can't figure out who's a good cop and who's a bad cop. And she goes, you both are competing for bad cop. I changed my mind. And I was like, okay, like, sure, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll run with that title. Both uh, are bad. Someone's just worse. Which then I had another patient come in. She goes, I thought Laura was the nice cop. And so, like, it's just so funny how, like, each patient can have a difference of opinion on who's the nice one and who's, who's the evil one based off of Yeah, when people tell me my PT's nice and I'm just like, excuse me? Like, nope, what? Like, 99% of the patients I know all say he's he's really hard. Not mean, yeah. but he makes you work. Yeah. And another like that one outlier just like oh yeah he's really nice he goes easy on me i'm like are we talking about the same person because there's, there's no way that's true all right guys that ends this portion of today's episode don't forget to follow us on instagram as we will be letting you know when the next one goes available again there we post every well we try to sorry for last week every tuesday and friday um with new episodes so we'll continue down this journey with joe So again, tune in for the next one. Bye. My friend got me. Random random stories part three. Dude, I'm kind of there. You go. My friend got me these. Oh, thanks. (laughs) There. I got some cool clear ones. This is to help you with all the rain that you've been having. (laughs) They're very loud. Actually, they're kind of like that weird. phosphorescent color like they make everything kind of a little bit more yellowish orangish so they do kind of change the mood oh, I, can't I, 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 I think when we post the the picture of us going live for part three okay. we need a picture of you i put them on my dog stuff. and i sent yes. them to my friend that uh, <laughs> i got them for me nice yeah, there you go we can do that just send us that photo The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.